What are the questions to ask and what's not to assume? How do you make your LGBTQ patients comfortable in your chair? Dr. Michael Samanek, a double board-certified facial plastic surgeon in Washington, D.C., outlines the important efforts necessary to understand who the patient is and where they are in their journey on this episode of Modern Aesthetics, the podcast. Today, I'm going to speak to you about my experience with gender-affirming care and some of the changes that we've implemented within our office to really cater to the LGBTQ community. And I hope you find this very helpful, as many of our staff members have found it helpful as well. What makes someone equipped to treat an LGBTQ patient? And really, thankfully, there isn't much that's required I really think that the principles of inclusivity, non-judgment, and acceptance are all really essential components when you're opening doors to members of this community. And I do think in particular, and this is something that is very specific to this community, previous negative experiences in healthcare settings have really played a role in potentially discouraging these individuals from obtaining medical care. And so just from an aesthetic cosmetic practice perspective, understanding previous experiences that they may have had and being sympathetic to that, I think really opens the doors to a really free flowing conversation with your patient. When we start looking at the check-in process, we have an electronic medical record within our office, and it is really equipped quite nicely with appropriate questions that we've populated and that the electronic medical record company itself has put into the demographic section. So not just sexual orientation, but it asks about gender. And so specifically, it goes pretty in depth with the options that are available uh, within that sort of drop-down box. Not only is it male to male or female, but it also includes male to female and fe female to male transgender patients, and also gives the option of gender queer. So really someone that doesn't identify as neither male or female. And I think the other question that we ask is if they're married or partnered, do they have a significant other? And even though I'm a member of this community, I treat a large number of patients within this community. I think some of us really can fall into some of those gender norm stereotypes very quickly. And me, myself, has fallen into that. And a specific example is I had a new patient of mine and she identified as a female and I had spoken to her sort of during the consultation, I was doing injectables on her and she said, yeah, so, um, you know, my partner and I are going on vacation. And I just instinctively said, oh, what does your husband do? And she said, my wife is a lawyer. And I can tell you that I felt very foolish um, because I had just sort of instinctively fallen to those gender norms, even though I'm conscientious of that on a daily basis. And so I think those little nuances are really important to make someone feel comfortable in the chair they're sitting in in your office and provide the best experience for them. Now, in addition to some of those 
those questions within the check-in process, I think it's particularly important to sort of normalize and validate with, with normal questions, asking, asking questions that you would to anybody, really, just to sort of even the playing field and make them comfortable. We certainly don't assume anything about the relationships, the partners, or even their sexual behavior. And when someone identifies, say, as lesbian or gay, to you as your as the physician or to members of the office staff, it's also important to realize that they may not be fully out to everyone in their community. They may identify with you on a very sort of medical standpoint, but they may not even be out to members of their family, some of their closest members. And so being sensitive to that, that everyone is sort of on a different journey when it comes to where they are and their gender fluidity or just their gender identity. And specifically about their sexual behavior, just because they may have a partner doesn't mean they are in a monogamous relationship. And sometimes I just let the information that emerges guide the rest of the interview. And I think that also goes back to my original point of just asking sort of normalizing and validating questions when you're first meeting them. Now, as you increase the relationship over time that they, they come back in to see you, there's obviously less of this potential um, uncomfortable, as some may view it, conversations. And again, I really don't think any of it should be uncomfortable once you start just creating a situation within the office where everyone is on board with this sort of inclusivity and non-judgment type of mindset. So when we're looking at the members of this community, this population, I think there's specific issues that are particular to them, particularly the coming out process. As I just stated, not everyone is on the same journey when it comes to that. And just because they're out to you doesn't mean they're out to other members. Dr. Samanek explains the important role of the office staff in creating an inclusive environment for the patients and the efforts they have made in his office to accommodate members of the LGBTQ community. One of the things that I want to discuss is how we've really onboarded our staff and our team here to be all-inclusive just like the physicians within the practice practice with all patients. And I'm very fortunate that we have a very comprehensive, welcoming um, team here that we have built over the years. But it also, it also goes with spending a considerable amount of time with the team, educating them and making sure that we have common language that makes sense and that is inclusive and doesn't isolate somebody. So pronouns are really important, what someone identifies as, he, she, them. And it's rare that it comes up in that sense because when someone does walk into our office, uh, we say, may I ask uh, your first name? So we usually identify people by their first names rather than like, he, she, or, or whatnot. Um, but it is also important to know how they identify themselves. And that's also part of our intake form. Uh, we've 
replaced signage that we have gender neutral bathrooms, which I think are really important uh, to create that all inclusive environment for anyone that may be walking in uh, to the office. But we also do training sessions with the staff about gender affirming care. And I've in fact given sort of a similar talk to the team and for anybody that really comes on board because it's important for everyone, like I said, to have a, a common language and a common understanding of what our goal is. And that's to make every patient that walks into the office comfortable and make sure that they know that they are very welcomed because you would be shocked how many offices don't have this type of environment for patients. And word gets around with this community that one particular office may really make people uncomfortable or not supportive, or maybe the doctor is sort of what we would consider old school and doesn't really incorporate any of this inclusive language and, and throws all gender norms uh, at any patient that walks in. So it really makes a difference. And I can't stress that enough in terms of the level of comfort that someone may feel when they are sitting in the waiting room, just listening to the front office coordinators that we have in the office, having phone conversations with people or just interacting with people in general. And that will ultimately help you guide the conversation with them. And it lends to itself a much better experience when not only has the intake been a pleasant experience for them, identifying themselves appropriately, sexual orientation, partner, significant other, et cetera, but then they come to the room, they've met one of your medical assistants or one of the members of your team who's greeted them, who's talked to them about what they're in the office for that day. And then they ultimately will meet you, the physician or the provider that's going to do the treatment. So really monitoring the experience at all levels is key at creating an overall inclusive and pleasurable experience for anybody that's walking through your office doors. This concludes our first episode on working with the LGBTQ community with Dr. Michael Samanek. In the next installment, he addresses the importance of recognizing gender fluidity and understanding what the patient wants, and reviews his techniques for delivering quality care and outcomes. Thanks for listening to this episode of Modern Aesthetics, the podcast. You can find future editions at modernaesthetics.com or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.